Welcome to Pop Culture Roulette. For all your pop culture needs, we're America's Podcast. All right, welcome everybody to the Scramble Cast. As we have lost Jeremy, we we had him, and man, those EA people—they just will not they, give up. Every time we get him back, they just come take him again. They come in for more, and they and they waited until the last minute. So we had to. Uh, we're you know the 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 thing that we've been promising, or at least I've been promising on other podcasts for a couple of weeks now that. Uh, we're going to do well it's been pushed off another week but we will do it um so if you've joined us from i don't know uh, 80s flick flashback or totally rad christmas um well thank you um you have good taste in podcast see you next week um joe you know just see see how we scramble and come up with things at the last minute so um i uh I, I recently, well, I mean, we recently did, well, we had vacation last week because, you know, Easter and all that. Yes. So, um, you said you have a list of Easter-themed horror films? Because as as we yes, know, this, this podcast is nothing but, uh, well, a shameless plug for Halloween. If we can jam in this Halloween month? content anywhere, we're going to find it. Wherever we can. So yeah, I have a list. I use that website all horror where you can I talked about I don't know if I talked about it on air or not. Where you can search by genres, subgenres, and then it'll just bring you up to uh the horror films based on your uh the criteria of your search. And one of them in the subgenres is Easter. So according to this, there have been nine Easter horror movies. Okay. Uh, would you like to guess what year the first one came out? Ooh. Part of me wants to say like 1934. Just just because like I feel like, you know, they started making horror movies like right away. But then for East, that's also a holiday that I don't think most people have touched. So maybe like 2014. <laughs> okay. So somewhere in between those years. <laughs> when when would, according to the all horror, is it dot com or dot net? Dot com. Dot com. I know that I, I think we did briefly talk about the that website at some point. But like I know, because I know you sent it to me once when we were trying to come up with some horror movies to do. I think it was Christmas. So yeah, around, so I think it's possible that we discussed it on an episode. If not, we'll discuss it again. Who cares? Yes. So the first one is 1972. I was way off, and it is called Night of the Lepus, which. The only trailer, like the little synopsis they have here, is giant mutant rabbits terrorize the Southwest. If memory serves, I think MST3K did that one. Like, you know, obviously not originally, but right. Like, I think they, you know, they did their but, MST3K treatment to it. I so I feel like I've seen it. Which I mean, if they did, it would make sense because it looks like a terrible movie. And then followed from 1972 to 2007. Okay. When they came out with Cottontail with a K-O-T-T-E-N. And it is a uh, overlooked research laboratory. Has long been working on genetic engineering without any trouble. All these change when nights when two would-be animal liberators set free a test rabbit. So, there's that one. Uh, 2010, you have Easter Bunny Bloodbath. 
which is a cabin in the woods holiday dysfunctional family Easter. So that one takes takes place in 1967. Uh, what's the other one? 2011, you have Bunny Man, which looks like a guy in a rabbit suit wielding a chainsaw. Oh. And this is the first of a trilogy. Now, see, this is the one. I mean, I, I've never seen Bunny Man. I've never even heard of Bunny Man until right now. But this one doesn't surprise me because, like, I feel like at some point, like, you know, we've tried to make everything, every, you know, everything into some sort of horror franchise. So. Yeah, they've, they've tried. And people like us watch it. Right. And then 2013, you had Easter Casket. Uh, 2014, Beaster Day. Here comes Peter Cottonhell. <laughs> 2014, the sequel, The Bunny Man Massacre. So, do you feel like most of these movies were made like on a dare? Like, I dare you to make this, or I, you know, it, it would have to be like they got nothing else to do. Somebody lost a bet. Yeah. Uh, twenty seventeen Bunny Man Vengeance. That is the final of the trilogy. And then twenty nineteen, you had Rotten Tail. Do do any of these does this? Does the list come with like a star rating on any of these or uh, like um, that? Yeah, it gives it a star. It also tells the IMDb and the Rotten Tomatoes. What is the highest IMDb score on any of these movies? And it comes with a 10 star rating. Rotten Tail is eight and a half and a 3.6. Bunny Man Vengeance is a 38 Rotten Tomato and a 2.8 IMDb and seven and a half stars. Okay, so we can't necessarily trust the star rating because right. you know these people are like us. Right. True, 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 true. Bunny Man Massacre is 18 Rotten Tomato, four IMDb. Oh, jeez. Feaster Day... Rotten Tomatoes not available. IMDb is a 3.1. Easter Casket, Rotten Tomatoes not available. IMDb a 5.8. Oh. Might be the winner. Uh, Bunny Man, Rotten Tomatoes of 20. IMDb is 2.9. Easter Bunny Bloodbath, Rotten Tomatoes not available. IMDb 3.3. Cottontail, Rotten Tomatoes of 17, IMDb of 4.3, Night of the Lepus, Rotten Tomatoes of 9, IMDb of 4. So, Hmm. Easter Casket might have been the winner there. Yeah. Uh... Don't know exactly what the synopsis is here for Easter Casket. So, so I'm looking here on, on Just Watch and Bunny Man not available anywhere. Uh, uh, Bunny, Bunny Man Bunny, Vengeance, for, though. Um, Bun- third, Bunny Man had said it was available free on Voodoo when I looked. Oh, I'm looking here. Bunny Man Vengeance is it's all over the place. You got Prime, Voodoo, Tubi, Dark Matter, Plex, Film. Like, it's you can watch it everywhere. So if you want to skip right to the third one. Um... Oh, wait. Uh, okay. No, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Here. Bunny Man, the Grindhouse Edition, a re-release is available on Voodoo. So the first one is available. It's just a reissue. A special edition, if you will. Okay. The the summary for Easter Casket is 
All hell breaks loose when Peter Cottontail, a.k.a. the Easter Bunny, hears that the Catholic Church is about to do away with all Easter rituals not pertaining directly to the resurrection of Christ. With Father Asher, a priest warrior, hot on his trail, Cottontail starts a rampage, leaving the bodies of the clergy and a few schoolgirls in his wake. Can Asher stop him before it's too late? And I'm going to guess that the schoolgirls are all uh, young nubile co-eds of legal age. I would assume so. Based on that description. Yeah, so um, I, I would say that in general, Easter is probably a holiday that you would probably stay away from making a general uh horror film about i mean obviously people have tried nobody seems to have done it very successful but you know you would also think you'd want to stay away i mean, from I mean they, made, but... they made three bunny man movies so that is true i do have kind of an interest in seeing uh the trilogy yeah i mean i will watch anything so i mean if it was something that we wanted to do i would i would give it a shot i mean you know i did on i wanted to see it anyway but on the recommendation of both of you, it came on Peacock this weekend, so I did finally watch Cocaine Bear. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it immensely. Did it you is... see they also have the true story on there? Yes, I did not have a chance to watch that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how interesting the true story really is because it's kind of boring. Yeah, I mean the the real version is. A drug dealer threw some plane, uh, drugs out of a plane for whatever reason. Uh, he died because he was not probably, uh, no, didn't really know how to parachute. He did. The uh, guy was a, like a former, uh, soldier who did the parachuting and stuff. And then he was a dirty cop who got like kicked off the force. Okay, so that part seems more interesting. Now, like, yeah. you know, the whole, like, the whole, re you know, the whole drug smuggling part where it was like the Kentucky Mafia or something, you know, the Dixie Mafia, whatever they called it, like, that part sounds interesting. But, like, a bear came across some cocaine, ate it, and then immediately had a heart attack and died. Not the only animals that got into cocaine in this situation. Uh, well, there I mean, was also some cows. I'm assuming that they suffered the same fate as the bear. No, they didn't get as much, so they were just a little strung out. Yeah. The uh, milk probably sold pretty well, though. Yeah. I would imagine, though, unlike uh, the real story where the movie gave us a a version where a bear uh, taking cocaine apparently gave him, her Popeye-like powers. Um, you know, when Popeye is beaten and he's almost lost and he he can just sniff the spinach or it gets just the smallest amount that gets all the superpowers back and comes back and seems that that was what cocaine bear was. Um, all she needed was to get a little, little of that, you know, white powder up the nose and then a little you know, nose candy, little nose, and then turned into some sort of super rampaging bear. Yep. Uh, it, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was every bit as ridiculous as, I mean, there's no way you could watch the trailer for cocaine bear and not go, well, this is going to be stupid, but stupid in a fun way. Yeah. But you know what you're getting into. You're not turning that on, expecting something different. I did I did like when they were like, we only called it Cocaine Bear because we couldn't think of anything better. We didn't intend on calling it that when we released it, but then it came time to release it, and we hadn't thought of anything better, so we just went with it. Yeah. And the um, two the two hikers in the beginning, Olaf and Elsa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting because she clearly called him Kristoff or Christopher. Did she? Yeah, she very yeah. Which is his real name? I didn't catch that. Yeah. Um how much does O'Shea Jackson Jr. look exactly like his father? Oh, the what's his, the one with the jersey? Yes, it looks a lot. Yeah, I mean, and kind of sounds like it too. I mean, he just 
Like there, there's no doubt in my head. Like if I saw him and didn't know that Ice Cube's real name was O'Shea Jackson, I'd be like, man, that guy. I mean, well, there's also a reason that they cast him to play his father in that uh, Straight Outta Compton movie a couple years ago. I didn't watch that one. I didn't either, but I knew he did it. So, but I mean, obviously, also a way better actor than his father. Not to say that his dad's a bad actor, but I mean, it's not necessarily his first Forte. career. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's weird to see that Elizabeth Banks went from directing Pitch Perfect and Charlie's Angels to Cocaine Bear. I mean, that's not a natural progression, but, you know, whatever. I yeah. mean, she, she's obviously funny. And, you know, I feel like this movie is in the same vein as, like, Snakes on a Plane. Where like, yeah. I can't think. Maybe maybe the younger people in it were take trying to like the three kids, who who got their ass handed to them by. Uh, I don't even remember his name now. Not I, Eddie, but O'Shea Cube, Jackson. Cube, Cube Junior. Yeah, Cube Junior. Um, maybe those kids were trying to be serious, but uh, I think even them, like they knew they were. They signed up for a movie called Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Yes. And then Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Yep. I was like, did he get this because of their little connection from Modern Family? Was she in, was Elizabeth Banks in Modern Family? She was or... in a couple episodes. Oh, okay. That. Yeah, probably. Um, I never I don't think I, I watched the first couple episodes of Modern Family and gave up on it. But and I never went back. I've watched up quite a bit of it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll give it another try. I don't know. Just when it came on, I I wasn't in the mood, so I just never gave it a a fair shake. I guess. All right, that's fair. But uh, like it just it was such a ridiculous like the bear chasing down the ambulance and like launching into the back of it. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking down the door on the guy. Yeah. It uh, it was very enjoyable, uh, worth watching. If you have Peacock, um, I would definitely you know spend the hour and a half and watch it. But just just know that like expect snakes on a plane or something along those lines where it's a ridiculous concept and it's I mean because I mean also like let's be fair like all right I have not a lot of experience in the illegal drug market. Um, I've never taken cocaine. But the scene where the 12 or 13 year old kids find the brick and then both try to take some. Did that seem like a lot to you? That sure did. Because like the Jess and I were watching it. We both went, that seems like a lot. But I mean, they ended up spitting so much of it out. I'm like, I don't know how much they actually. I mean, obviously, it was also like powdered sugar or whatever. You know, it wasn't real. Co- I'm guessing they didn't give a 13 year old. You know, I'm still thinking you put that much powdered sugar in your mouth, you're gonna cough that out too. It's probably flour, flour, whatever shows up best on camera or yeah, looks, you know. So I don't know uh, what that amount of cocaine would do to a regular cocaine user. But I would imagine the 13-year-old who's never done it before, that might... Uh... Do you remember? I mean, you might not remember. Uh, but have you ever heard of Len Bias? I don't think so. He was... I um, can't remember. I think it was University of Maryland. I don't know. He was uh, drafted out of, out of college. Was one of the highest touted. Like, I mean, he was going to, you know, Everybody was saying this guy's going to change everything. He got drafted, went out, and and now, granted, I could be getting some details wrong because it was a long time ago and it was before the internet where you could double check facts. But every the way they sold it to us as kids is like stay off drugs. Was Len Bias gets drafted, goes out and has a party and like to party and like you know like ah he took some cocaine, had a heart attack, and died immediately. Now, I know that there's a little bit more to it than that. I think it was more like he did massive amounts of it, not just like one little sniff, and then was like, ugh! 
Yeah. But you know, that was that was the that was the story that they always, you know, lied or not lied to us, but they always tried to sell us that uh yeah, he okay, he did go to University of Maryland. He got drafted in eighty six. Um uh okay, drafted as the second pick by the Celtics two days after being drafted, died of cardiac arrhythmia induced by a cocaine overdose. So I do remember most of the details. It's just like parts of it of like you know, the story that they tried to sell you like just looking at the cocaine is what killed this guy. You know. And I'm guessing right. it wasn't that he took just a little bit. I'm guessing he took a metric fuck ton. <laughs> Or it could have been on a bunch of other drugs too, and that just right. Or it wasn't. It off. Or it wasn't uh, clean. It was a uh, cut with who knows what other stuff. Yeah, but, there's lots of variables. But when the bear ate the entire brick at one time, like I'm sure there's not an animal on Earth that can ingest that much cocaine and not have its heart just immediately stop. Yeah, or how he didn't choke on it. Right, or that. But it was it was enjoyable. I did I did I did I did appreciate the movie. It was, it was I really fun. I really liked the uh, the little boy too. Yes, um, I know we talked about it very briefly. I don't know if either one of you watched it, uh, but did do you remember we us talking about Sweet Tooth? Yes, I do remember it. Didn't watch it. Okay. Um, I'm watching it, trying to figure out where I know this little boy from. So I obviously I go to IMDb like I do every time I'm watching a movie and see what other things these people have been in. And I click on the boy because I'm like, where have I seen? Oh, he's the little kid with antlers and and sweet tooth. Got it. All right. All right. So, and uh, I don't know. Did you watch Megan? Yes, we talked the, about that one. Yeah. The the uh, park ranger is the neighbor in Megan. Oh yeah, Margot Margot Martindale. I don't know what her name is. Oh, she's been she's one of those. I bet if you looked her up, she's because she does so she does TV a lot of TV. Like she probably has a couple hundred cast credits just from all the TV that she's done. One of those, like oh yeah, oh yeah. Like you know, and and of course Ray Liotta. Now. I saw that they said this was the final movie. Like they were in post production when he passed, when he, when he died. But I could have sworn I just read recently that there's another movie coming out that he did. So I guess they must have filmed it before, and they're just taking longer to release it. Maybe. But yeah, what a what a way to go out as a victim of cocaine bear. Yeah. So clearly, uh, if this movie this movie has done very well, so clearly they're gonna do like Cocaine Bear two or you know Cocaine Street, like you know, don't keep it with a bear turning into like cocaine, like you know Hippo it'll, or it'll be like Rehab Bear, Re- Rehab Bear. <laughs> yeah, can I go to Rehab? All right. Well, then, uh, you said you watched the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes, I went and seen that. I think early in the week, Monday. I think it was on a Monday. Went to can the theater, you, the theater by you. Can you give a spoiler-free review of it? Uh, it's definitely way better than it has any right to be. Okay. They throw in a bunch of Easter eggs for uh, the older generation like stuff that you'll see and you'll be like I remember that from this game and this from this game and oh that's a reference to that game Uh, Jack Black kills it as Bowser okay Uh, that's not that's not a spoiler no Uh, didn't hate how they did it with Chris Pratt I know that was one of our concerns he just pretty much did his own voice, right? He didn't. Most of them did their own voice. 
So you don't really hear that. I'm a Mario and I'm going to win. Yeah. They they do that a little. But for the most part, they just talk normal. Um, And then what, Charlie Day was Luigi? Yes. Charlie Day's Luigi. Um, I can't remember the name of the girl who does Daisy. She's the one from X-Men New Mutants. Have you seen that one? Sophie Turner? No. Maisie Williams? No, the uh, the girl with the backpack that she talks oh, to. Oh, okay. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. but She's Daisy. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Seems appropriate. I think it's is it Fred Armisen. It's like Donkey Kong's dad. Cranky? No. Yeah, Cranky. Yeah. Um, who else is in there? Keegan Michael Key is Toad. I I remember reading the cast list and just being like, yeah. so they pretty much just got everybody. All right. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. Way better than it has any right to be. I think when I left. I think I gave it four to four and a half plungers out of five. So okay. It's... Yeah, I do want to see it. Um, I know that it had like the largest opening of an animated movie of all time. Yeah, it topped Frozen, I think, or Frozen yeah. 2. Um, so, you know, John Leguizamo trying to get people to boycott it apparently failed miserably. Did not work. Because apparently he's better that he didn't get to come back and do Luigi again? I don't I know he's got his reasons and we're not gonna get into it, but I'm just it, it backfired. That's all the that's all we need to say. Yes, big time. But yeah, definitely worth it. Okay. I don't know if you're gonna wait till it comes to streaming or if you're gonna see the theaters. I don't know. I'm kinda busy the next couple of weekends, so I'll probably end up just waiting to stream it. I mean, I know there's that, there's that, uh, what's coming? There's something coming on the 21st. There's a big movie opening up here pretty soon that I'm going to have to try to figure out how to go see. Onto a streamer or on in theaters? In the theaters. I don't know what else is coming out. Uh, yeah. But, I, I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of kids there too, and they seem to enjoy it. Was it are you talking, oh, Renfield? Yes. That so Renfield comes out soon. Yes. Yeah, so it either started this weekend or next weekend. And I know that that's really high on my list. I'd like to go see it with both of you, but uh, I don't know. Uh, it released on the 14th. So two days okay. ago, it came out. Right. So maybe, yes. we, maybe we can try to. We can talk about it, maybe doing something next Sunday. Um, possibly. Well, we'll talk about that later just to continue to uh, talk right. about off off mic stuff on mic and just, yeah. you know, vice, really vice, re- vice versa. Re- lay it in. Um, all right. Well, so, you know, just to continue to promise something that we just keep pushing back, we were going to discuss. Um, who did it better? Um, the others. We were going to start with them first. So we were going to talk about all the combo book characters that aren't Marvel or DC and talk about who played them and what movie or what TV show and then go from there. But, um, well, Jeremy's not with us, as, as you said, as we said, you know, uh, EA came and got him again. I don't know why he keeps, uh, they keep messing with him. You know, he keeps spending, he keeps spending all the money on him anyway. So, you know, yeah, figure they'd hard, stop. It's hard on dollars. They leave him alone. Yeah, but they keep kidnapping him. Just, they won't leave him alone. So instead, um, because, well, it seems to be how we go and do things. When he's not here, we talk about sports. I did watch another movie, if you want to talk about. Okay. That quick. All right. What are Before we? Before we get into this conversation, okay. I checked out Tetris. Oh, speaking of which, Major League Baseball. I don't know if it's because I buy the MLB package every year. The MLB just send it out to everybody. They gave me two free months of Apple TV. 
Nice. So I didn't watch it yesterday because I was like, oh, Ted Lasso. Oh, I got to catch up on that. But I did see that I can watch it. So I will be watching Tetris shortly. There's a lot a lot going on there. Good movie, but definitely a lot going on. Okay. Yeah, so I've got two months to try to catch up on all the Apple TV stuff I missed since I uh, I canceled it a, a year or so ago. And then I'll cancel it again, but mainly just for mainly just for Ted Lasso. But we watched that one. I think it's Blackbird. Might be the show. And then Sprigadoon. I think is it. It's a it's a musical on there. Yeah, I I I I know it's supposed to be funny, so I could probably put up with it. But it's the it's pretty funny. Because that's uh, one of the key, Keenan Michael Keys in that one. Yep. Keenan Michael Key. I think Fred Armisen. There's some other people that you thought are like, oh, that guy looks familiar, or that lady looks familiar. So, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll probably be watching a lot of Apple TV stuff over the next two months. So, comic books have been around for almost a century. And in the last two decades, we've finally gotten to see many of these characters brought to life in movies and on TV. On the Moving Panels podcast, we discuss movies and TV shows based on, inspired by, and adapted from the world of comic books. Join me and my guests as we discuss both the good and the bad from Marvel, DC, and even some of the lesser-known comic book companies. Learn what is and isn't from the comics, as well as our nerdy review of the movie or show. New episodes drop every Monday, and you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. So join us for Moving Panels, and I'll see you on the other side of the page. Because I, I only, you know, I did, I did, I had to look real fast just to make sure I wasn't going to, like, miss the season finale of, of Ted Lasso. So, and I'm not. Like, it's like, the season finale is like a week or two before I have to cancel it. So, I'm, I'm good. All right, but back in Horror Through the Decades... Which I don't know if we're ready to make that announcement yet or not. So you know, hint, hint. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to steal anybody's thunder. So I'm not gonna make any sort of official announcements. I'm just gonna be like, ooh, sneaky hint. Uh, but anyway, last year we talked sneaky, about sneaky. Last year I did a horror through the decades on a movie called Taurus Trap. Um, about the whole guy kidnapping people and turning them into wax figures or killing them. I I know Horror Through the Decades is the solo show, so I know I did. I don't know if if you watched those episodes that Jeremy put up on YouTube. I don't know if you've ever can't, seen this. Can't say I did. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie called Taurus Trap. I have, but it, nope. But while I was doing research for it, I came across an actor by the name of Chuck Connors. Um, Chuck Connors. Uh, was is uh, was is well known as an actor. Like he did a lot of westerns, and obviously the super cheesy, you know, classic tourist trap. But one of the things that stuck out while I was doing research was he is one of a very small group of men who have played in both professional basketball, the NBA, and Major League Baseball. Um, I don't know how successful he was at either one of them. Because uh, it looks like he played in Major League Baseball from in the years for of, one year for two break. two separate years in forty nine and fifty one, and then he played in the NBA for looks like two three years, three years before that. Yeah, three years. But there's a very short list of guys who have done both. Um, but I also figure, you know, the NBA playoffs started this weekend. Major League Baseball is you know, 12, 13, maybe 15 games into the season. So, you know, it's just started, Um, which is probably also why there's not a lot of guys who have done both. Looks like um, the last guy to do it was Danny Ainge, who played baseball for a couple years. Um, Now, this is not guys who were drafted in both or just played in the minors or, you know, went overseas. This is guys who, who actually played in the Major League Baseball, got some at bats. And then obviously Danny Ainge is much more successful in the NBA. He played from 81 to 95. Um I don't I and now he's the I think he's still the general 
manager of the Celtics? I think so. Yeah. So he's obviously, you know, become much more successful at uh, at basketball than he was baseball. Um, but it looks like, well, no, it looks like there was a guy named Mark Henderson, Hendrickson. This is not, you know, by year. I guess it's alphabetical. Who played in the NBA from '96 to '99, and then baseball from '02 to 2011. So I guess he was more recent. But I mean that that would be difficult to do it at the same time. So it looks like almost none of these guys. Some of them tried it a little bit at the beginning, and who know? I don't know. Back in '62, when Dave Boucheri, or Boucher, I don't know. How do you pronounce that? One? I'm trying to find him on the list. Oh, Dave. De- Debusher? Yeah. Looks like he tried for at least one year to do both, but back in 62, I don't know when the baseball... I mean, baseball has pretty much always been opening day around the beginning of April. Yeah, April Fool's. Yeah. And I don't know when... I don't know if if basketball has always played an 82-game season or if they've expanded it or... You know, I think baseball used... Their season used to be a lot shorter as well, so... Yeah, I think basketball is shorter, too. But, I mean, I'm looking at the names, and I don't know why some of them are highlighted. Oh, overlapping seasons. So you have one, two, three, four guys who overlapped. Um, The rest of them never overlapped. But, I mean, Chuck Connors is well-known, but not for being an athlete, for being an actor. Danny Ainge is obviously well-known. The rest of these guys... For some reason, Dick Grote is making uh, okay. He did former basketball player, one eight-time All Star. So it looks like he was. Um, yeah, but there were only thirteen guys who who managed to to play in both. And not a lot at the same time either. What was it? Four guys overlap yeah. between the two sports. And I, I, I'm not saying that it's, um, you know, there's probably a lot of baseball players who are very good at basketball, but not, you know, able to do it on the NBA level just because of timing more than anything. And there's probably a lot of basketball players. I know there's a lot. Like, I mean, you got like Tony, not Tony Gwynn, or was it Tony Gwynn? Trying to Dave Dave Winfield, I think, got drafted like by everybody and chose baseball. I think Tony Gwynn was as well. But yeah, yeah, so he it says this Dick Grote is also still alive at ninety two. Yeah. Well, look at this. For best for baseball, a two eighty six average, two thousand hits. So only thirty nine home runs, but that's also back in the day when home runs were. Um 707 RBIs. So, eight-time All-Star, two World Series, an NL MVP, and a batting champion. Wow. We don't don't really know too much about this guy. And then as a basketball player, one player of the year. So, he did really well in college. Was Uh, that saying he was the third pick in the first round in 1952? So he's in the College Basketball Hall of Fame, but he obviously didn't do real well in the NBA because he only had 309 points, so he didn't really play. That's a, that's almost 12 points per game, though. That's not bad. Yeah, but I don't know so how many games jerseys, that was. Jersey's retired by the Duke Blue Devils. So, so yeah, so that What's may be why guy? his that 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 might be why his name you know sticks out. But you have 13 guys that managed to do both. Um, other than apparently, did well. Dick Grote played really good at baseball, but basketball he only played for the two years. So, um, Danny Ainge only played two years in in baseball, but did really well in basketball. Yep. Yeah. You know, without are, clicking, uh, on... I was gonna say, what are Granger Danny Ainge's uh, baseball stats? Oh, Danny Ainge's baseball stats. He. Uh, well, he played in a lot more games than I thought he did. 211 games, uh, two home runs. 37, uh, 37 ribbies, 128 strikeouts, 146 hits. No wonder he chose basketball. Yeah. So, if you have almost as many strikeouts as you have hits, it's not a good sign. 
Yeah, so, I mean, 87 games, 38 games, 86 games, so didn't even get a full, yeah, so, you know, eh. it is, uh, you know, so. Eleven, 11 errors in his first year, I saw. Yeah, uh, well, that's, I don't know, I mean, you have to remember the errors, so the era that he played, so I don't, nowadays, I think, you know, 11 errors would be, you know, acceptable. But hey, Milwaukee Braves. So and he never really played very much. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like a lot of these guys had. They either had a lot of success in one, or you know, not a lot of success in both. But yeah, but thirteen guys have been good enough to do both. You're um, either so good. That, you're either good at one or bad at both. Apparently. Then you get over here. Um, and over here is for our listeners over here. And in, in that is the guys who have managed to play at least one game in major league baseball and one NFL game. Um, you have Brian Jordan who played the most major league games at 1,456 played for 14 years for a bunch of teams and then played for the Falcons for a couple of years. And then you have, Deion Sanders, who played the most NBA uh, NFL games at 188, and is in the Hall of Fame as a as a football player, will never be in the Hall of Fame as a baseball player, other than just for them to be like, hey, this is a guy who did both. Yeah, really good cornerback. But you uh, you see the name, the third name down on that list? I I did. I noticed that right away. Yeah, I figured. Um, so George Hallis. Um, one-time owner of the Chicago Bears, a long time. Isn't that what the NFC's championship trophy is, the George Hallis trophy? I believe so. Managed to play 12 games as a New York Yankee before in, he joined, before he joined nine, the Bears. In 1919. Uh, before he joined the Bears and then uh, has pretty much never left the Bears. I mean, he only played eight years for them, but I'm pretty sure he... I don't. I, he must have managed them for a while, but didn't he in, in, end up owning them at some point? Yeah, he was one of the owners. So yeah, you have you have a. I mean, there's there's not a lot. I mean, you got three guys that played over a hundred football games, which for football is a lot because you're only playing, you know, sixteen to eighteen games a season. I think maybe not, not then, even back then. It was less. that was like twelve or fourteen. So you know, in baseball, you know, you're playing a hundred and sixty something games. So you know, there's uh, Jim Thorpe who is widely considered to be one of the, the greatest multi sport athletes of all time because he doesn't just just having him here on the baseball list and the football list doesn't include what Jim Thorpe did like in the Olympics um, for track and field and all sorts of other stuff. But uh, up here it says that some, for some reason, Carl Hubbard is not on the list. He played. Oh, because he was an umpire for major league. So he played in football from 27 to 36 and, and as a player got inducted into the hall of fame. Um, then went to become an umpire in Major League Baseball and apparently was so good at it, never uh, never played a game, uh, was uh, inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame as an umpire. Hmm. Which is strange. Also, yes. probably the one umpire you did yell and scream at and try to start a fight with because I'm guessing that means that he was bigger and stronger than most every baseball player. Yeah. Dude was probably a beast. Um. I know Bo Jackson probably isn't very is he's somewhere he's a high on the baseball list. He would have had a much longer football career except for that injury. Also would have had a much longer baseball career had it not been for that injury. But then you got I mean it just obviously, you know, as of you know, two well there was the one one guy who was the NBA player who just graduated, just retired in 2011. Brian Jordan just retired in 06. Um, 
Deion Sanders in 05 from football and 01 from – I just – I don't know if you would have anybody being able to do this anymore no. now with the way they they train the athletes the way they do. Yeah. I mean, you've got the unicorn in Shohai who, who can pitch and bat and – they that it's so rare they literally had to change the rules of baseball to allow Shohei Otani to do both. Um, but I just I can't imagine like if if LeBron well not now because he's old but if LeBron at his height that actually followed through with his like I want to be a wide receiver. Yeah, he wanted to be a tight end. Oh, I, tight I, end. I, I was thinking too with Kyler Murray was drafted into the NBA or NBA. It's too short for that. The yeah. NFL and MLB. Right, NFL. I don't know if they let them do multi sports anymore. Yeah, I know a lot of those guys that get drafted in both will still go to spring training for whatever team they got drafted for, just to go have fun. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know if anybody would let them. Yeah, do both. Yeah, because I know what's his name there. The uh, Seattle now he's with Denver. Russell Wilson. I know Russell Wilson had it in his contract where he was allowed to go play spring training games. For whoever he was, you know, whoever drafted him. I wonder, but, in your research, probably there's no player that's done all three. I couldn't find any. Um, not that played professionally. There was a lot of them. Like, if we come over to this list of multi-sport, like, if you go to Wikipedia and type in list of multi-sport athletes, it gives you everything. So, I mean, if you come to, like, basketball, you you've got Francis Antetokounmpo. Apparently played semi-pro basketball in and Greece. semi and plays professional. I'm guessing when they say football, they mean soccer. Soccer, yeah, that's one yeah. of Giannis's brothers. I mean, Wilt Chamberlain played volleyball professionally as well as, but I mean, you can see here it says um, went to college on a track and field and basketball done did the high jump the triple jump yeah, will imagine will, will chamberlain being very good at the high jump okay you got pat Connaughton on that list there yeah he played professional baseball in the orioles organization and now he's a milwaukee buck right so because it says in the organization i'm assuming that means he was a, a minor leaguer you know hey i played high school football Right. Yeah. So you, you have, I mean, Tim Duncan was a competitive swimmer and for the Virgin Islands. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to find that one. But yeah. So, I mean, if you want to see the guys who did a lot of. Isn't J.R. Smith like on a college hockey or golf team now? Right. I mean, then Michael Jordan quit basketball for a couple of years in the middle to go, but he never oh, got out of. You he mean never... when, he, when he got suspended? <laughs> I mean, that's what we always joke about. But I mean, technically, he quit. He didn't. Yeah, I they mean, don't want to. They don't want to suspend him for gambling. Right. One of these days, that story will come out. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Baseball. Let's look at see if I can find the. So, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, Chris Carpenter playing for the, well, depending on which Chris Carpenter we're talking about, I think they both play for the St. Louis Cardinals at some point. Mookie all... Betts is a professional bowler. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys who play both. Now, this is why I didn't include any of these. I wanted to stick mainly to just professional because they have Darren Erstad who was a punter at the University of Nebraska. But he, uh, you know, obviously gave up on that, became a really, you know, high-end, you know, first baseman uh, center fielder for the Angels. Um, Tom, Tom Glavin was drafted by the Kings? Yeah, he's Los one Angeles of the Kings. He's one of the only three. I We have that list here in a second. Let me see if I can. Where did that list go? Here we go. Oh, damn it. I'm not good at technology. Um, it's better than me. Here we go. 
a list of hockey players or baseball players who also played hockey. You have Tom Glavin, who got drafted in both but chose to stick with with baseball. Probably, probably the right choice since he's in the Hall of Fame as as a baseball player. This one kind of struck me as odd. Niger Morgan. T plush. Um, it struck me as odd because the one thing I remember about Niger Morgan is that, you know, other than him being a spark plug of a baseball player, was small. Wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I um, thought so. I mean, but apparent, apparently uh, managed to play some semi-pro or some of the uh, the Canadian minor league uh, hockey. You know, I guess he grew well, – it says he grew up in California but somehow managed to be a hockey player. Uh, Chris Drury, much more known as a hockey player, won the Little League World Series. Uh, probably was right to choose hockey. Uh, Justin Morneau being one of the Canadian baseball players, obviously grew up playing both. Niger Morgan, 5'10", 180. Yeah, that seems really small. <laughs> to be a um, to be a hockey player, but who knows? I guess if you're fast. So I mean, the the list of hockey baseball is even shorter. It's five guys. So it says he. Uh, so the one guy here, James Riley, says he's the first guy to ever do it. Played. 17 games in the NHL, 90 games in some minor league, won the Stanley Cup with the Seattle Metropolitans, which is a team that doesn't exist anymore. They ceased to exist a long time ago. And now they know they have the Seattle Kraken back in the last two years. And they're in the playoffs. Yeah. And then I guess he went on to play baseball for 12 years. So clearly much better. With the, uh, with the St. Louis Browns and Washington Senators. I don't know where the St. Louis Browns are these days, uh, but the Washington Senators are, well, depending on which version of the Washington Senators, could possibly be the Texas Rangers. So, hmm. yeah. So, not a big list when it comes to, you know, the guys who've done hockey and, and football. Um, yeah, then there's this Chuck Connors guy that I was talking about, you know. Had a 40-year film and television career. So clearly much more uh, as an actor than as a... Because I'm trying to find the one guy. Tony Gwynn, here we go. Was drafted by the San Diego Clippers and the San Diego Padres. So, and then he chose to stay and play for... you know, Man just apparently loves San Diego because he played for San Diego State. Got drafted by two San Diego teams, and then the played Louis, his. The St. Louis Browns were a major league baseball team that originated in Milwaukee. Where who are who are they now? Or are they just straight up defunct? I'm not getting anything on where they are now. The yeah, they moved to Baltimore, where they became the Orioles. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, then you guys, you got guys like Tony Todd Helton, who played quarterback for the University of Tennessee, and then decided to give up football altogether and go play baseball for a very long time. Uh, Bo Jackson is one of two guys who won a Heisman in football, and then also played professional baseball. I mean, I. It would be interesting to see what Andy Koufax is on that list. What Bo Jackson's career would have been had he not had that hip injury in football. Like, had he been able to stay healthy? Like, because I mean, he was so good at both. I mean, it's so rare. I mean, Dion was a really good football player and a decent baseball player. He just managed to be able to be good enough to play both for a long period of time. I mean, there's a there's a long list of, you know, guys who played college football or some sort of college sport. I mean, I remember Jeff Samarja 
was the wide receiver at Notre Dame. And uh, I always thought he made the wrong choice in sticking and deciding to become a professional baseball player. I've always felt like he should have gone into the NFL because he was never that good of a pitcher. But, man, he he kept getting paid to not do a job. Okay, here's the guy I was thinking of, Dave Winfield. I brought it up. He was drafted by four professional teams in three different sports before be going into just baseball, which you could make the argument that he probably chose well since he is in the Hall of Fame as a baseball player. Yeah. That's crazy to think that you'd get drafted by four teams in three sports. So I assume that means he got drafted by somebody, was like, I'm never going to play for you, went back to college for a year, and then got drafted by somebody else in one yeah. of those sports. Without looking up more details. Right. Yeah, so it is there's there's Bob, just a long list of sledding. So basically what it comes down to is when you're young and you're an athlete and you're really good, you're probably good enough to play multiple sports. I mean, Allen Iverson was a, a quarter man. Could you imagine Allen Iverson trying to make it into the NFL? Yeah. I mean, it's one it's one thing to make, you know, be the quarterback at a high school football team. Uh, which apparently he was pretty good because he took his team to the state championship and won player of the year. But, man, that man would have been murdered had he tried to play college football, let alone try to make it to the NFL. Nate Robinson played football at University of Washington. There's a, a couple, couple of bobsledders. A lot of uh, Herschel Walker did bobsledding as well as the football, and then a bunch of sports that no, you know that uh, no, we just don't care about. Here, you were golf. talking about golf. Uh, I do not see J.R. Smith on here, so they must not include mm-hmm. him. Although he did go back to college, because I remember them like saying, "Well, how did you play in the NBA for so long?" And still have college eligibility. He's like, well, you know, because I got, I don't know. Went out of high school, I thought. Yeah. And now he's playing on the golf team, whichever college he's in. Cedric Benson. Drafted by the Dodgers? I don't even know where you're looking anymore. I just you, keep were on, you were on gridiron football, so go up there. Top bet. Stop. Cedric Benson drafted by the Dodgers in the 12th round of 2001. Oh, 12, yeah. 25 at-bats for their summer team. Yeah, you know, I mean. Apparently, Moelle Cox was recent. Oh, what a surprise. Terry Bradshaw set a national record for throwing a javelin. One of the best quarterbacks in NFL history could throw a javelin really far. 244 feet. Tom Brady drafted as a catcher by the Expos. Um, he was technically the last professional athlete to have been drafted to have worn a Montreal Expo uniform at some point when he when he retired. Although he, I don't even know if he ever bothered to show up to the minor leagues. Like I think he pretty much just went right to to the NFL. Which, as much as I don't like Tom Brady, I'm gonna say. Probably the right choice. Yeah. Made the right choice. But, I mean, yeah, a lot of these guys were good at both sports. Seems like a lot of of quarterbacks are showing up on here as pitchers. It doesn't surprise me. I mean. Eric Decker was drafted by the Brewers and the Twins. Well, what was that Florida State quarterback that won the Heisman and was like, screw that, and went to the NBA? Florida State. Well, Florida State. Don't know which one you're talking about. Recently, um, uh, it's it's been in the last twenty years. Um, let's see if we can find his name here. Hey, there's Jared Smith. Currently, Charlie Ward. Golf. Yeah, Charlie Ward. Um. Oh, so Charlie Ward won the Heisman Trophy was drafted by the Brewers and the Yankees, played tennis, and then also was a starting point guard in the NBA. Yeah. 
J.R. Smith currently playing golf at North Carolina A&T. And I don't, uh, they, I saw several places on here where they, you know, they're trying to say that these people are, are multiple sports athletes because they got involved with esports. I know this is going to be controversial, but I do not consider esports to be a real sport. Video games that, is not. That's, a, what it, that's what it says about J.R. Smith. Yeah. Well, that's what reminded me because I saw it somewhere else on the list. And I'm like, come on now. Playing video games professionally does not make you an athlete. Right. Yeah, I, I love playing video games. Um, and I will never be good enough to play professionally. I understand this. I know this. But uh it's not a it's not a prof- it's not an it doesn't make you an athlete. All right. Well, uh I guess we've kind of already talked about what we've been watching. Um Yeah, oh, there got- was we got the movies and stuff out of the way before. There was there was one person that I did want to talk about here. Uh, Bud Grant. Also a name that you probably are familiar with because of his association with the Vikings. Was drafted bit. was drafted by the late Eagles. Um somehow ended up over in Minnesota with the Vikings, but played with the Minnesota Lakers before they became the LA Lakers and was also playing for the Vikings. Um, or I guess he became the coach of the Vikings, but, uh, but yeah, so he, you know, obviously had a very long career with the Vikings. Um, till he passed away, not just recently, didn't he? Yeah. Just last month, but he was with, he was with the, you know, he's one of the few guys that have managed to play in a bunch of, you know, bunch of sports. But yeah. So anyway, I mean, there we go. So multi-sport athletes, they exist. Did that say he was from Wisconsin? Yes. Which is, you know, probably why the Wisconsin people are so mad at him for being so good with the Vikings for so long. Although they never did win the Super Bowl. He lost a bunch with them, but you know, they never won it. No. Still never have. Do you think just do you think as a secret with you know, as a Wisconsinite that secretly he just he would get the Vikings to the Super Bowl and then it. and then intentionally blow it just to be like, well, could have been. been got that hometown loyalty. Yeah, so you can't got to make sure you don't actually win this thing. We'll get you yeah. there, but yeah, I gotta win this. Not, not winning it today. All right. Well, so we, you know, we talked about wanting to go see Renfield here pretty soon. You were talking, said <coughs> something else that was Renfield was definitely what I was thinking of. Yeah, I don't know any other movies that recently came out or are coming out in the not too distant future. Oh, Evil Dead Rise. That maybe was one I was thinking of. Trailer looks pretty good. There's that one called Ghosted that's going to Apple TV that I can now watch that I that Apple TV is free for me. It's Ghost. that uh, Chris Evans, Anna de Armas. Oh, yeah. But, uh, all right, let's see if there's anything coming out here pretty soon in the next couple of weeks. Renfield, Evil Dead, or Ghosted, no, that's it. And then everything else is in May. So we won't talk about that for a little while. Yep. All right, well, okay, so join us next week when we actually do this thing that we've been debating and or not debating, we've been working on, or at least I've been working on. Uh, it's a, It's been a lot of work, and I can't wait to actually do it. I hope it actually goes well, and it isn't just a big dud. So, okay. yeah, all right. So uh, please, EA, give him back. Uh, we're tired of you kidnapping him. Uh, maybe, maybe they're training him to be a e-sports athlete. So, um, as he's, always, he's, his... he's doing the e- <laughs> e-sports combine right now. Is that what he's doing? I want to know what his, I want to know what your forty time is, buddy. Um. So, as always, hit us up on Facebook. Follow us, like us, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, but. Don't expect anything other than me just entering contests. Um, very rarely do we actually do I actually update Twitter. 
Um, but uh, drop us a line. Tell us what you uh, what you want to hear in the future coming up. Uh, tell us who your favorite two sport athlete was. Um, I mean, I I would say for me, Bo Jackson. Maybe Deion that, Sanders. That's just the era I grew up in. Same. Yeah. So. All right. Well then, uh, just remember if you. I had one earlier this week and I said you should write it down, but then I forgot. So if you meant to write something down and then you did uh, so that you'd have a good zinger to close in an episode, just remember stupid never walks alone. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to the eighties flick flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go. Go.